Welcome back to the Yahoo Fantasy Hoops podcast. As always, I'm Andy Behrens. Uh, coming to you from Chicago, I am joined, as ever, by Dalton Del Don. Sporting the new, sporting the new Andrew Wiggins jersey for the for the pod. We've uh, like we're in, we have solid attire going this week. I feel. Yeah, we picked a bad week. We shot a bunch of baseball videos this week, so who knows if this will ever make footage. But uh, you're wearing a, a sweet Kobe <laughs> White shirt, and I'm rocking a uh, custom Andrew Wiggins the Town jersey that I've been hinting at. It finally arrived, uh, much to my anticipation, in the mail. So yes, we're looking good for this pod. Yeah, that's hot. That's really hot. Um, yeah, we actually, we did, we did, we shot like, I don't know, a thousand, a hundred. I don't know how many baseball videos it was yeah. yesterday. It was, it was Too hours many. and hours of baseball videos, but I, like, I'm, we're, we're still like, man, this is a really good, not just, not just this week so far in the NBA, but the weekend ahead, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, the schedule's amazing in the NBA right now. So, um, fun times. I, uh, I think I was uh, messaging you from the game. I caught uh, I caught my first like really up close view of uh, Luka Doncic uh, uh, this week. Caught him at the United Center. Good times there. Um, it wasn't even a particularly great game by Luka standards, but he was a he was a joy. Like he, like. I've seen him in person before, but not from, you know, I, you know, at a particularly I was right behind a basket for this seed. So like pretty close up. And man, you like you, it's hard to appreciate how strong he is, how um, like just some of the finer points of his game until you're like really, really close to it. He's also man, I feel like I feel like the Mavs might have blown, I don't know, eight or ten potential assists because he's he's so good at like delivering a ball like cross court to like a perfect shooting position. He's not just a good passer. Like he sets you up exactly like where you want the ball in stride. Like it's look, it was LeBronish. Um, and the, the Mavs just blew a bunch of those shots and it ended up being like the signature win of the Bulls season. But man, yeah. Luca was fun. Luca was super fun. Yeah. So he already has matched or beaten the Mavs record for trip franchise record for triple doubles. It's just, insane so i've not yet to see him in person so i'm jealous and the reason i'm so hard on the kings for passing on them is that uh, they play 60 miles down i-5 for me so i would (laughs) i'd be able to see luca all the time if these morons just made the obvious draft pick but i have not seen him in person so yeah i bet it's awesome watching him on tv it's just amazing how big he is you know he's he's so big for the ball handler out there yeah yeah monster i mean what a a beast he's not like he's not super fast but he he's he like he decelerates so so quickly like he's got some stop start to his game that really mixes guys up he's obviously really good with the ball he was um yeah i got there you know whatever i was I'm, I'm i'm always excited to get out to the united center i got there fairly early um and it's always like i, I always tell people like if you get a chance watch great players or great shooters in like their go through their pregame routine because it's just hilarious to watch those guys shoot when no one's around them. You know, he was casually flipping in half court shots. Um, I like to the point that I'm shocked he didn't make the half court shot that he had that would have won it uh, at at the end of regulation, like just casually tossing him in from half court. He also spent a ton of time um, before going back through the tunnel, um, signing autographs for kids. So that was cool to see. Seems like a really, I don't know, just overall seemed like a really cool guy. Right. Yeah, we'll get to the the coach uh, decision during that game. I believe Luca found funny. Uh, but speaking of pregame warmups, guys who draw a crowd in their warmup routine, Steph, huh? Is there is some news? I think yeah. we talked about his return in a prior uh, podcast. That's uh, that's got to be number one on our starting five. Oh, 
it's, uh, I mean, like, whatever. It's like a repeat of last week's show. We were anticipating the return of Steph Curry that never happened. Um, Steve Curry, like, to Curry's credit, he kind of hinted at the idea that he wasn't totally comfortable bringing Curry back last week. But Curry himself had spoken openly about it. So we just assumed it was in the cards. Uh, it did not happen. But we think, we think tonight, uh, Barring any any uh, last minute curveballs, we think that we're finally going to get Steph Curry back in the game. Um, it's a fun game too. It's uh, it's Golden State hosting Toronto. The Raptors are uh, uh, just a, a joy to watch almost any night. So it's not you know not not the easiest uh, assignment for Curry. Right? He's gonna he's gonna face some uh, a bit right. of a defensive challenge. Uh, in almost every matchup that uh, that Toronto can give him, so uh, just really really fun. What are your expectations? Yeah, and I will see his uh, his minutes. Uh, the cardio was, I guess, the last step more so than the numbness in the hand. They said this delayed return. Um, uh, yeah, so Jordan Poole have been playing much better lately. He takes a, a fantasy hit and moves uh, back to the bench. The rookie. Uh, definitely been shooting better after abysmal start, but yeah, there's not a lot of fantasy things to say here other than get Curry in your lineups, and uh, should be fun to see. We'll see how he, how he integrates with Wiggins. You know, I mean, Wiggins had I believe one ten assist game of his entire career before doing it the last game with the Warriors, uh, and his defensive numbers have been fantastic. Hopefully, they will stay. But yeah, that that's what's really interesting here. We'll see if Draymond decides to play or not. That's been a yeah. nightly routine with him. Um, but yeah, obviously Curry's just one of the funnest players to see. So we'll see how. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, Will be interesting to make sure the Warriors don't win too many games, but uh, for your fantasy team, sure. I mean, he, he's going to be out there. I mean, if you, if you put him in your lineups, for sure. One other thing I'd mention here is that I was all over OG Anunobi before this season, uh, and only to drop him in a couple leagues. Dude has been the number nine fantasy player <laughs> over the last month. It's going to cost me a lot of money, possibly one big money league. I mean, just, dude, uh, so frustrating just watching him. The injuries have just helped him constantly get the minutes and the steals have just been out of control. Yeah. Legitimately the number nine fantasy player in nine cat leagues over. That's not even the smallest sample, unfortunately, a whole month. What a baller. Uh, that that team has some really, really fun individual defenders. Um, yeah, but I, like who can blame you for dropping him probably good. at the point? Yeah, that, no, yeah it wasn't good at all. It wasn't good at all. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't kick yourself too hard about that. Who? uh I don't know any other any any warriors. You mentioned Pool. Um, who else is a plausible drop with Curry returning? Um, are we are we giving up on Lee? Should we hold on to Lee? Anybody else? Probably drop Damian Lee. I guess you could see a couple games, but I, I don't expect Damian Lee to to retain his value now with Curry back. So uh, yeah, Damian Lee would be the other one. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be fun to see how how, how Wiggins and, and Curry uh, play together. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. Wiggins, I'm telling you, I'm going to send you this eight minute video of his highlights against the Nuggets the other night. I did not realize that guy could pass. This is going to go from me halfway joking to being serious here pretty quickly. I'm not. He's in the 90th percentile or above in, the, in steal percentage and block percentage as a wing on the Warriors. It's it's wild. His passing, his vision, it's it's really surprising. I do, I do feel like that was the one element of Wiggins' game that was, you know, obviously early in the season we were we were pretty excited because he was playing at least for a stretch for like a month, month and a half. He was playing the best basketball of his professional life. I feel like the enduring part of that, you know, and, and he obviously tailed off a little bit with Minnesota, but um, the the passing has been better. It's not like... It's not like he's ever been the most, you know, at least until this season, not the most creative passer in the game. But it's been it's been really good. Like he's had some really nice kind of kind of wow moments, um, not just as a scorer, but as a passer this year. So I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, it'll, uh, I hope it continues. One point seven steals, one point six blocks. So I mean, it's the defense everyone thought he had in him 
is actually showing up in fantasy terms as well. Yeah, and it's never made sense that he wasn't a that he wasn't a great defender because I mean he's he has every tool that you'd want. And we, I feel like we've talked about it before. A little part of me just would have loved to see what it would have looked like if he'd stuck with Cleveland and they just said, you know, go be an absolute dog uh, defensively. That's that's yeah, going to be your sure. role here. I think I think he would have really been great. Uh, Look the what other Covington's th- doing, by the way, too, man. Minnesota. It's almost yeah. like there there's a problem there. Almost, almost like there is. That's of course they just rolled the bulls, but uh, yeah, almost, almost like there might be a little problem there. Uh, one, one other thing I just want to add, and we I talked about it uh, a little bit earlier. Um, it, it, I feel like it starts tonight with this uh, with this Raptors Warriors game. The NBA schedule over the next four days is crazy. Um, it's really, really good. Like if you, you know, if you're like a casual watcher of the league, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were, but, um, it's, it's amazing. The Lakers have games coming up against both, uh, the Bucks and Clippers. So that's like a, yeah, I don't know, we, we're going to have a chance to slot them into the hierarchy. Um, the, the, uh, Rockets and Clippers have a game coming up. Uh, we, we've got the Mavs and Grizzlies. Like, it's just a spectacular weekend, uh, in the NBA. And I'm really looking forward to it. If you're, I don't know, if you're a writer who has to put together power rankings in the NBA, like it's all going to get reshuffled this weekend. It's going to be really, really good basketball. For sure. No, good time and fantasy playoffs coming up as well, too. All right. Number two in our starting five that I, I, we, we got to get to this uh, Zion Williamson. He's pretty good. He's, he remains pretty good. Uh, ended up as playing playing his first back to back of the season. Put up 21 points. That is 13 straight games with 20 plus points for Zion. Um, so an incredible run right there. Like what's your what's your take on him? Uh, maybe working his way into the rookie of the year conversation kind of sort of. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the co-rookie of the year talk that people have suggested. I would be fine with it. It's a weird situation, and obviously the guy is just so so unique. Um, so in the history of the NBA, only two players have, have played fewer than 31 minutes a game and averaged 24 points per game, and they're both <laughs> happening right now with Giannis and Zion. I mean, that's crazy, man. Only two players in the history of the NBA, fewer than 31 minutes per game and scored 24, and, and, and he's one of them. So... Uh, the defensive stats I just fully believe will come. I mean, they're, they're, he had the four steal, one block game the other night, so they'll be there. I know he hasn't been a total monster fantasy wise because of that, but uh, yeah, he's uh, it's interesting. I can't. I mean, he just looks. Where's he going to settle in weight wise? Is he going to get more in shape? Right. Or I mean, if he's this weight at this age, also, he's just so interesting, man. It's just nothing like nothing like ever before seen. Yeah, I without. Without making it sound like I'm being overly critical of someone who's just been a joy to watch and is obviously a hyper talented player, um, what like why do you feel like the the in particular the block numbers and the and the rebounding yeah. hasn't quite been there? Like he's he's a little bit below uh, seven rebounds per game, right? Which just seems like for somebody who carves out as much space as he does, um, that that seems a little surprising to me. Yeah, really good passer, but you're right about the, the rebounding because he's bullies guys down in the blocks on the offensive end. So you wouldn't think that high. I mean, maybe it's just simple as saying the height. Um, blocks is my, I would guess it's it's an in-shape thing and it's a vertical. I know you've seen hmm. him get high on the rebounds though. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just timing and you learn that. I mean, defensive stats sometimes do come later. Um, so we'll see. But uh, obviously the talent and, and the athleticism is there. But that is very interesting that the blocks have been so anemic so far. Yeah. A dominant shot blocker at the college level, at least you got to. Yeah, I, I mean, we're still dealing with I don't know how many games has he played. It's it's a partial season. Seven. So I'm sure the blocks are going to come. 
Um, and, and you're right. Like, what's he going to look like when we get to October, November of next year? How's he going to, how's he going to reshape his body? They've, I, you know, I don't, I don't know to what extent they're talking about that, but man, um, he's like, I feel like we're seeing right now, like the, the least of Zion Williamson, right? Like he's going to like, it only gets better from here. Obviously he's a rookie that always happens, but man, uh, if this is the floor, <laughs> like he's just going to be incredible. I don't know. Where do you think we're drafting him next year? I I'm getting like way ahead of ourselves with the fantasy playoffs still coming up, but like what's his what's his draft price going to be? It's a good question. Um I mean it's so much hype. I Is he I would second guess round? Third, I mean he was I would he, guess yeah. He's going to guess third round, but you probably could see people talking him in. Certainly the format will matter, but second or third round. Somebody would, would I feel like somebody in every draft me You're probably, probably is gonna is yeah. gonna be taking him uh end yeah. of round two right like he no matter where we rank him i can't imagine he's gonna fall to the third round in very many leagues yeah that sounds right it's too bad they've lost three in a row i believe because people i'm with the people wanting to see the you know lakers pelicans uh eight one round one matchup but yeah you know less, we'll, less we'll get to this in a sec like the western conference playoffs are are just gonna be super fun i'm i'm bringing up the standings right now and credit to memphis without you know they, they've probably got jaron jackson coming back in a week or so um they're hanging in at 500 they Three. yeah yeah they're three and a half up on uh portland there's a whole bunch of t- like i know that new orleans much of the talk has been that new orleans has the easiest schedule down the stretch but new orleans also has to clear three other teams yeah. before they get to memphis they've got san antonio sacramento and portland uh ahead of them as well so no matter what the schedule looks like, it, it ain't going to be easy for the Pelicans to get back in this. They are they are no, five no. back in the loss column of Memphis. Yeah, no, not at all. That's what I was saying. And I want to see that matchup. Yeah, it looks like San Antonio is not going to make it, although Tim Duncan's coaching career was off to a to a nice start. Oh, the Kings are actually winning games without Bagley. Yeah. So that, that will be a fun thing. We're going to talk about Lillard later, too. So, that yeah, that's a, it's a fun battle for the eighth seed there for sure. Let's get to the uh, third item in our starting five has got to be, um, and maybe this isn't terribly worrisome because I don't think any of these are going to be long-term injuries, but uh, Boston just played a game without Kemba, without Jalen Brown, without Gordon Hayward, all of them out. Uh, the Celtics still somehow beat Cleveland despite huge lines from, you know, Nance had a game, Kevin Love had a game, and Colin Sexton had 40-plus. Uh, so good, like good games all around from key Cavs and the Celtics still win without any of their best players, basically, other than Jason Tatum, who had a big game. Um, Brown is expected to miss. I believe it's at least a week is what they were saying. Uh, possibly more than that. Is there anybody you're interested in picking up there? Not really the semi Ojale. I'm going to say that wrong Scored 22 points, but, um, but no, I think that most of these guys will come back relatively soon. I have Jalen Brown in multiple places. That's brutal. Grade one strain. They're saying probably out at least the next four games. Really hope he returns shortly after that. Marcus Smart, I'd say, gets the boost here, but he's obviously owned. But uh, for a couple reasons, A, he'll go into the starting lineup, but also he avoided a suspension. He kind of really went after a ref the other night after a game, was just fined. So that's helpful, too. Sounds like Hayward's expected to miss Friday's game, but not, not too much time after that. And the Kimba situations, uh, I I think he'll return soon. He was just sitting out the second half of the back-to-back, but that's crazy, that all-star situation. Have you heard that, like, he was supposed to, they, they said, do not play a lot 
in the All-Star game and he got caught up and did not leave the floor in the fourth quarter, which was like 15 minutes of NBA time. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, you don't was, even do that in real games. It was an absolutely games. endless I mean, fourth quarter. It was and, great, and that's but it was missed. an endless He went like 0 quarter. for 5 down, right, and he went like 0 for 5 down the stretch too. So obviously he missed all the games after the All-Star because of that. But anyway, that's that's crazy. So who knows his situation, but Tatum's going to be a first rounder next year, it looks like in fantasy leagues. And I looked up his usage rate with both Jalen and Kimba off the court. It's 35%. So he'll just be a monster. He'll be a monster either way, but with them yeah. out, he'll be truly a beast. So I don't think there's any advantage you can take as far as rushing to the waiver wire with this injury situation. Yeah, you're probably right. Smart would be the one guy that you'd really want to go after. And I think he's owned in over 70% of Yahoo leagues anyway. So any sort of deep format, he's gone. And it doesn't sound like it's, again, it doesn't sound like it's going to be long-term stuff for for Kemba or Hayward. Um, I'm, I'm kind of ready for, uh, by the way, for, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the path is to get there, but for, would it be round three of uh, Celtics and Bucks in the postseason? Uh, I, I believe, have they, they've met each of the last couple of years, like those are fun series. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I've made a sizable bet on them to take the East and they're they're I think they have the best point differential of all time right now, if not really close, yeah. but uh, it's a different ball game in the playoffs and their style is definitely admittedly different and uh, coaching so good in Boston. I, I mean, that's not a sure thing. I think that'll, you got to take that seriously for sure. Brooke Lopez has been so good defensively and we'll see Bledsoe in the playoffs. Uh, do you know how many rebounds per game Giannis averaged in the month of February? Oh gosh. What is it? 17 <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good you, at, you realize at, at what, that when i heard like that 30 I just, minutes a game at like I mean, 29 exactly, or 30 minutes a game exactly yes that's insane. that's not a that's that not a per 36 number right that's yeah. a, that's no, like not a, average it, per game 17 rebounds per game in the month of february that's uh, yes that's just crazy man so yeah i know that'll be definitely fun milwaukee boston i fully expect them to to, to meet and the the winner of that that those are the two teams one of those is going to come out of the east sadly right. to say if you're philly your Philly bet. Oh yeah, that's that's over. I would I would have thought. Um, I don't know. Even a month ago, that uh, that the best possible challenger for Milwaukee would have been uh, would have been Philly, just based on defensive ceiling, like team defensive ceiling, the size of that team, all the things that you would think that they could do to them that uh, Toronto was so successful with last year. But now it really looks like if anybody's going to give them a series, it's going to be it's going to be Toronto or Boston, most likely Boston. All right, now we get to the good part of the show, number four, and it's a uh, it's Bulls talk, right? <laughs> I like uh, our, like our producer put this in the rundown. I would not have even. I'm so I'm so soured on Laurie Markkinen that I would not have even put this in the rundown. Um, but he came back. That's something. Um, he was fine the other night against uh, against the T Wolves. Uh, nothing special. Six of ten. Four rebounds. Twenty minutes. We're probably going to see a couple other games at twenty minutes. He's been. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should blame it on Markin and himself. I, I, I tend to blame a lot of things on Jim Boylan uh, this season, but not a I don't know. He's been hurt, too, but but not a ton of growth out of Laurie this year. I think he's averaging like one and a half assists per game. And I, th- I think one of the big questions coming into this season is, you know, and to tie it back to what you were saying about Andrew Wiggins earlier, like he's just not a creative passer at all. He's not even an NBA level passer. He's not any kind of creator. There's no element of making teammates better from what we've seen so far. And like you get old pretty early in the NBA, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't know if I should reasonably expect Laurie Markkinen to get much better than he is right now. Injuries have been a stubborn question for him, but hey, if he was hanging out there in your league and no one wanted to pick him up because we didn't know when he was coming back, like he's out there, he's available to you. 
it didn't hurt. Uh, it didn't hurt my guy, Kobe White, at all. Kobe still had twenty six the other night. That was good to see. Like there, you know, Otto Porter has come back. He, you know, he's he's stuck around eighteen to twenty minutes a game right now. Looked really good against the Mavs. Not so great against the Wolves, and it's going to be limited time. So we've basically got Markkanen, Porter on kind of limited minutes. Um, Carter has come back. I don't know. Every the gang's all here, and Kobe White is still rolling. That's pretty fun. I looked up our friend Josh Lloyd at Basketball Monster Projected. Marking in as the 113th player over the rest of the season. So useful, but certainly uh, not overwhelming. Uh, I was going to ask you about these guys. Otto Porter, 73% owned in, in Yahoo Leagues. Thad Young, I'm relying on in the aforementioned Bigger Money League. Uh, he ended this game last game at center, I believe. So I'm curious if you think he can still be productive. And Kobe White, we kind of laughed. I think you added him in friends and family just even when, during his hot streak. No one believed it could last, but now he's 63% owned, which means basically all competitive leagues, he's long gone. So man, how how wild has this been? Are you believing a little more? Um, Yeah, like it's been, yeah. I don't know, now we're into, I don't know, our third week of Kobe White being really, yeah. really good. Like one of, one of the things that has impressed me most and uh, you know, I like I saw him in summer league. Like I went out to Vegas, saw him in summer league. We're there for that football draft uh, each July, and I always catch a couple summer league games. So I, I saw him there, and it was um, uh, like it, it was a, a game of he shot terribly. I'm trying to recall exactly what he shot in that one, but the the final percentages were were awful for him. And it was one of those games where like everything before the shot would often look great. You know, he would shake a guy almost to the floor, pull up. And he was just hitting a different spot on the rim every time. Like it was the shot of somebody who you were like, oh, this it's never going to come together. Like if you're like he wasn't missing consistently in the same way. Right. <laughs> it was just he just hit every part of the rim. Um, it was it was pretty ugly. Um, and, and he's just now he's been binging, though, for like three straight weeks playing, not just playing with confidence, because that's a bit of a cliche, but he's also like. I mean, he's he's going to get shots up when he's out there like he's he's on this team with a bunch of really good veteran players. And Kobe White is like, by God, I'm going to get my 15 shots a game, you know, like right. and I like he's a dog. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. He for somebody without, you know, I was talking earlier about about just the sheer mass and strength that that Luca has. Um, Kobe White has none of that and still gets himself really close to the rim with relative ease. So that stuff is really impressive, too. And then the the pull-up and the step-back three that, that he's been showing over the last few weeks, which is really fun. Like, he's clearly going to get his shots up. Um, he, he's going he's gonna to be part of that closing lineup a lot, which is really encouraging. So he's been, I don't know, he and, he and Levine have been the, the sort of lone bright spots in an otherwise dismal season for the Bulls. But I'm, I'm mostly a believer at this point. I mean, you still, I, I don't know what, Kobe White is shooting on the season at this exact moment, but I'm I'm confident it's below 40%. I mean, he's just had some really really rough shooting outings, but like this last month has been great. Like he's he's closing the season very well. At a, at a point when you would expect a lot of rookies to maybe like hit a wall. Yeah, 39% for the year, 43% March, 45 so far. Oh, sorry, 43% in, in February. Either way, it's been fun to watch. He's, he looks legit. As you said, he's just passing the eye test. So we're, we're looking good, you and I. You got the, the Kobe White shirt, and I got the Wiggins jersey. We're representing, <laughs> we're representing well here. But uh, yeah, no, I I'm mean, just, just going to say the, the immediate future for the Warriors, I will concede, might look a little bit better than the immediate future for the Bulls. <sighs> Okay, fair. Uh, still, though, honestly, Kobe White does look good, and in fantasy terms, you get a nice pickup there. So hopefully, Thad Thad Young can uh, can keep some some value. You think yes, 
Yeah, they um they lean on him in the post a lot too, and he seems to he seems to really like it. And of course, we know that we know that Thad Young is always going to give you defensive goodies along the way. Um, Wendell I'm, Carter, Wendell Carter's back too. I've been stashing him in my home league too. It's a little it's a little funny that the Bulls don't try to run more offense through Wendell Carter, but they don't. Um, they like, like which is which is fine because Jim Boylan just seems like a guy, man, especially when he came into the head coaching job. All he wanted to do was run a high school offense that went through the post, and they they do very little of that now. So Carter has been through no fault of his own a mild disappointment, but but maybe not to the level of Markinen, who just who just disappears for stretches. I just like I'm just I'm so down on Markinen, right? I just I just don't know that Markinen gets any better from here. Fair, fair. All right, man. What's next? Yeah, let's hit let's hit uh, topic number five, and it's got to be Damian Lillard, who is expected to play in a back to back Friday Saturday. Um, that Portland obviously has no margin for error, and they 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 surely can't stand another another injury to uh, to Dame uh, that because they got to win games. They're close. Um, they're in it still. They are. They are the, basically the nine seed, which isn't really a seed right now. Right behind Memphis, they are three and a half behind the Grizzlies. Obviously, the Grizzlies have a somewhat tough schedule down the stretch. Um, but if Lillard, I don't know if he can if he can play every game the rest of the year, they got a shot. Do you have any worries about uh, Portland shutting him down at any point if they slip? You know, let let's say. Worst case scenario, they slip six games back, seven games back. Is he a shutdown candidate? Um, yeah, maybe at some point, but for now, it's full full go, as you said, playing the back-to-backs. Number six fantasy player this year. He's just been such a monster. So, um, yeah, that is definitely a, a future concern. But um, for now, you just I mean, what, nothing you can really do about it. Uh, if you were holding yeah. uh, Gary Trent Jr. can probably be dropped uh, with Lillard back. But, um yeah, I mean, it is a concern, but it is what it is, uh, as you'd say in the Irishman. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Lillard, <laughs> you're just happy he's back now. It, number number th- uh, what number three fantasy player the last two months on a per game basis. I mean, just a monster. Shout out to uh, Carmelo Anthony, by the way, who had a twenty point half uh, the the other night. This is like I saw none of this. Oh yeah, he was droppable too. He had not been playing very well either. No, no, no. But when he shines, like it's yeah, a no, it's a I thing. Know. It's been fun. Um, and yeah. apparently, the like the Knicks had a week. We're not even going to talk about the Knicks very much. But uh, re- reports that the Knicks might be interested in uh, in reuniting with Carmelo. I think are I like what a what a dream. Amazing, yeah, that was great. And the Spike Lee stuff is just is just unreal, man. What can they do? It's crazy, man. Nothing surprises you at this point with Dolan. No, it's just a it's just a PR clinic week in and week out from, from the New York Knicks. Like, like a hundred percent that was Dolan who wrote the PR release, right? Like, there's no way yeah. an actual trained PR person would put together some stuff like that. Thousand percent. Um, do you have any predictions before we get to some ads uh, on on this final playoff spot in the in the in the in the West? There, so um, I mean, I think Portland is. I don't see them really falling out because I, mean, I don't see really Memphis pulling away. I don't see Memphis pulling away, but I also like some, some of it is just my own rooting interest in, uh, in Memphis generally. Like I just enjoy that young team. Uh, obviously Morant is really fun. Uh, Jaron Jackson is just a joy to watch and he's about to come back. So like, yeah, they might just pull away. You're right. If he's back next week, um, I I think they can hold off everybody. Like I really do. I think, I think they can hold teams off and maintain. I don't know if it, I don't know if it sticks as like a three, four game lead, but, uh, I, I certainly think they have the talent to do it. They seem like they have the mentality to do it. Um, they got a bunch of fun young players and it's not, I don't know. 
four games back in the loss column is a thing. Yeah, and, I guess it is. Yeah. And yeah. as as clean as the runway looks for the Pelicans, again, they've got they've got three other teams to climb over before they even get to the Grizzlies. So I, I don't know. I, I I'm pretty sure that 538 doesn't have it this way. But if, I, if I'm looking at it, I think I'd still give the best chance to the team that actually has the eighth seed right now. And Brandon Clark coming back as well. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I'll quickly say about Portland is uh, Whiteside. Uh, Whiteside owners no longer have to. Uh, Nurkic, man, he looks like not even anything to worry about whatsoever, and he's yeah. still putting up just monster numbers. The other night, he had just huge, huge board night. Huge profit season if you drafted Whiteside. Yeah. By the way, for sure, for sure. Do you have, right, I want to talk some, some? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk ads. That's what I want to do. Um, because while we were filming, I don't know, 200, 250 baseball videos yesterday, whatever Jason demanded of us, um, you you did not put out an ad video this week, I believe. So we got to cover it here. Uh, who should we be picking up? All right. So Brandon Knight looks like the beneficiary in Detroit with uh, Derek Rose out at least the next few weeks. But with their season, I wouldn't be shocked if he's just out for the season and shut down. Knight's been around forever, but it was a former lottery pick. I, he averaged like 20 points, five assists five years ago. So whatever. He had a really nice game. He looks like he's getting the minutes. Uh, we'll see what happens when Bruce Brown returns as well. But I had a choice between him and my next guy, Cam Johnson, in my home league. And I went with Brandon Knight. He, he intrigues me. I think he should be added in competitive leagues. The other one is Cameron Johnson. The number 11th pick of the draft uh, with Aiton going down with that ankle injury. Uh, Aaron Baines would be an option, but he just hasn't looked right with that since he suffered that hip injury. Um, and, and Cam Johnson on, on the Suns is another guy out there, just 12% owned. So Knight and Cam Johnson are the two guys that are still widely available that come to mind. Um, let me throw a couple other names at you as I'm looking at the most added list right now. How do you feel about, uh, you mentioned Brandon Knight already. How do you feel about Jordan McRae uh, recently added by the Pistons as well? Yeah, I mean, he has his moments in, in Washington, and it's possible. He put, he'll go on these scoring spurts. But um, if I had a choice, like I said, I, I'm going with Knight. Uh, I, I see it, though, and if you're in a deeper league and you're streaming or whatever and the DFS price is right, McCray is an option as well. And a, a couple guys, before I forget, is Nas Reed and James Johnson keep yeah. showing up there. And I don't know why they're both under 30% owned still. I mean, while while the, the front court's depleted there, James Johnson, even off the bench in 20 minutes, is putting up the defensive stats and, you know, Nas, I mean, do the, the Nas is like half man, half amazing. I mean, he's putting up the, <laughs> putting up the, uh, putting up the rebounds the other day. And he's, he's, I don't know, he should be owned in, in far more than just 29% of leagues. Yeah. James Johnson is actually one of these guys who like, th- there's no one category where Johnson just kills it, but y- you look at his lines and he like, he'll put up these sneaky sort of, you know, four different categories. He's got fives, right? Like he's. <laughs> kind of sort of helpful in rebounding he's gonna collect some steals um like good good passer reasonably good score like he can just put up these low level quality lines where he helps you in almost every stat yes for sure no underrated for sure thank you for laughing at my Nas reference i'm not sure if how many people get the rap <laughs> the old rapper that song came out 15 years ago but um other guys on this list eric pascal um definitely proving to be more of an offensive force than defense on the warriors he's yeah. uh 44 owned and um the water boy Boucher was showing up on there, but he just had this one big game. I love him on a per minute basis, but I wouldn't bother. One other name, Seth Curry, still uh, 60% available. Finished a 73% true shooting percentage in February, uh, 37 minutes off the bench Wednesday night. I know it was overtime and Dorian Finney-Smith got hurt, but man, I mean, they're healthy there and he's still putting up the minutes. So Seth Curry's actually really become a viable fantasy option. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jalen Brunson dealing with an injury right now. 
um, Berea just not good. Uh, <laughs> so like I can, de- I could definitely see it. I could absolutely see it with, uh, with Curry. I was going to ask about Boucher cause he did put up the 19 and 15 game the other night, but it's, it's such a one-off. I feel like both he and, um, uh, Glenn Robinson, the third who just had a crazy game for Philly. Um, it's kind of a like spin the wheel situation with who's going to score for Philly right now. So those are just sort of one off, not touching them totally. situations. Totally agree. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yes. I mean, I, I love to see Boucher unleashed and get all the minutes, but I, I doubt it. It's just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go grabbing him. I got to, um, got to give you credit. I feel like we we're both on, on shake Milton last week and oh, man, yes. has that paid off? He's been, he's been really, really fun. He's been really good. Tied, tied the NBA record for consecutive threes made at 13, I believe. I mean, yeah. that's insane. I mean, that's crazy. Obviously, he's not going to shoot this well forever, but he's got to be owned in all leagues and just kept in your lineup moving forward for sure. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to, in case you missed it, because I, I can't wait to talk about this tweet from uh, <laughs> Stephen Noah. Um, the, the Bulls the other night, this is the game that I attended. And um, again, shout out to, to Stephen Noah, who had a who had an excellent uh, tweet with the uh, with the video of a moment when Jim Boylan called timeout as the Bulls had a fast break in process that ended with a hoop. Um, this was relatively early first half of some Bulls Mavs action when I was absolutely positive the Bulls were going to get going to get run out of the gym. I mean. That, like it, it's all happened. I'm re, I'm replaying it and watching it right now. E, lay up. It's an easy lay in, easy bucket. But Boylan himself breaks it up, and then the best thing is the uh, the Bulls camera crew caught Luka Doncic uh, uh, walking off the floor, smiling, basically laughing, mocking the Bulls for calling timeout while they were scoring. Um, I can't wait for this Boylan thing to end, Dalton. No, that's great. It can't. It just keeps getting better. The gift that keeps on giving. I said like a month ago, and it has not disappointed. So yes, that's amazing. No, the the look on Duke, Luca's face is is priceless. It's really like when stuff. does this happen? Who does this? What coach does know. this while he has numbers that he's got a team backpedaling and he's like, no, halt, halt, let's For stop sure. this thing. I'm. Sure. I don't. I don't need those two points. There's a higher purpose here. I have a higher coaching yeah. purpose. No, um, no. It's amazing, and I'm, and I'm very, very happy. It's all happening to your team. It's just <laughs> an absolute garbage move. The other, in case you missed it, item that I got to bring up is uh, the the viral moment from Jeopardy not so long ago. You saw this um, where the the clue that was being given. They were they were clearly looking for the process as the answer. Anybody who's paid the least yeah. bit of attention to either the Sixers, the NBA, North American sports in general knew the answer to this thing. And my guy blurts out, instead of the process, do a 180. Um, an amazing guess. Oh, so, so funny, man. It's it's great. And Embiid, I believe, changed his Twitter handle even to it. Uh, his Twitter to handle. That. Yeah, so he he's, he's having Twitter fun with handle. it. It's it's, it's it's really, really good. Yeah, Jeopardy, by the way, has been great this season with the, the Battle of Champions, Get Well Soon, Alex Trebek. And uh, yes, just a hilarious answer. And uh, I love that, uh, love that Embiid embraced it, for sure. Oh, my God. Um, you got anything for us? I, I do, actually. I do have one thing. I don't know if this fits in case you missed it, but I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Andy Behrens is joining the League of Leagues. You didn't even tell me beforehand. And... Uh, <laughs> A three-sport league that I've been in for a few years, pretty funny, introduced by saying, finally, we have a fantasy expert, even though myself and Brad Evans and others are already in it. And one thing I thought, uh, first of all, the the Miz, the wrestling sensation, the Miz is going to win possibly this first go-around, which is just embarrassing. So How could you let you that happen? I know, I feel like I know. that's just, why I've been brought in. I, 
That's why you've been brought in to not let something so embarrassing happen again. But I thought it was funny. Toby uh, threw out the, the, the whoever for the draft order. He drew out a team of MBAs on a random Friday night. Whoever scored the most points, one through 14. And you somehow got the Hawks who dropped 141 points on a random Friday night to get the number one pick in this draft, the newbie. And that was funny. I was rooting for the Pelicans. I actually was the favorite. They were like at home against the Cavs who were like, according to the, you know, the over under uh, their, their implied team total was the highest, but I got like the eighth pick. So you got the number one pick and welcome to the league of leagues. Let's hope let's bring down the Miz and uh, the Hawks scoring 141 points, giving you the number one pick on a Friday night. I thought was a funny. I've I've got to say that was, um, that was a great way to determine draft order. And I'm not, just saying that because I because I happen to get the Hawks and I happen to win but that was really really fun it made the made the whole evening really fun not that I wasn't going to take in some NBA action but um that was great That, that was awesome and like downstream there were a whole bunch of teams that were within like two three points of right. one another and it came down to like last second shots as to like whether you would be picking ninth or picking fifth like that was that was kind of exciting and 141 points is a lot too. So teams being close. I mean, that, that was a hell. That was a. It was a fun, fun idea for sure. I didn't see it coming, but yeah. Welcome, to League of Leagues. It's fun. Basketball, baseball, football. Uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and the, I mean, the great thing about that format. I've played in one other league that tried to do this years ago, um, where you can just you can trade like a guy from your baseball roster for a guy from your your hoops roster, which I just think is really cool. Um, yeah, yep. I have a terrible keeper situation in that league. I will say I'm inheriting a team, and the only keeper that I was even the least bit enthusiastic about was I think Nick Chubb in like round thirteen or something like that. Nothing else interested me. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a long road to relevance. I feel for my team in that league. It's a fifty round draft, and there's only six keepers, so you'll be okay. But uh, one thing I'll say that just to, to note: when you're doing this, you'll note that the fantasy basketball guys go early and often. They they're often like eight of the first twelve picks because they are just so reliable when you compare it to baseball and football. Uh, it's interesting doing the, this exercise, but the basketball guys are the ones that dominate the early picks. Yeah, you know, I remember that. I I, I can I can recall when you guys started that league. I think I was talking to, to either Funston or Evans about it, and my my initial thought was that that especially at the elite level at the like star level um uh, basketball players are just so much more reliable so much more bankable that's why it's a in some ways a a a more entertaining dfs sport to play i feel right like that makes a lot of sense that you would go that you would go and there's your injury risk generally is a little bit lower there obviously than it is in the nfl so you'd want to right that too no no for sure yeah yeah, you'd want your most bankable players uh obviously in the first round and that's generally going to come from hoops but it's cool, you know, deciding between James Harden and Mike Trout and Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to it. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know, I, like I didn't really resist it or anything like that. I, I feel like I had some opportunities to co-own with people in the past, but I'm just, I'm just not the, I'm not the co-owning type. So I had to, I had to wait to, uh, to inherit a franchise all my own. Yeah, I know. Definitely glad you're in it. And uh, love the Kobe White shirt. Finally lived up to the Andrew Wiggins jersey. Good times, Andy. <laughs> Are we just going to go with this uniform for the rest of the, the rest of the season, every show? I feel oh, like we Oh, yeah. Oh, only during the show? I don't know if I'm ever removing this jersey. <laughs> fair uh-huh. enough. Fair enough. That's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week. Again, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts. Please tell a friend or two or nine about the show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow the at Yahoo Fantasy account. Follow at Dalton Del Don, for God's sakes. And you can follow me at Andy Barons. That is it for another week. We are out.